Hey guys, thanks for joining again. This little bonus episode from us, please be advised, it is extremely explicit. Enjoy. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dynasty Dogs with Nick, John, and Khan. We appreciate you guys coming back and pumped up. Another episode. And yeah, this kind of bonus episode, um, first week of football. Um, I think we told everybody when we first started this show, we are your resident Giants fans. Die hard um, to the point where it's definitely very unhealthy. And this episode is going to be a little bit of just ranting and raving about the game talking a little bit behind you know what we saw what we thought uh constantine actually was at the game so he saw it firsthand um so share a little bit of his experience but yeah that, it's just kind of a bonus episode we just want to talk a little bit about our team so if you're not a fan of the giants or you don't really have a desire to listen to that you know you can cut us off but again we just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about it um how you guys doing i'm doing real good um like you said i was at the game sat next to sterling shepherd's mom uh, two daughters <laughs> and uh, his wife and his sister. So was awesome. I said hi to them. I didn't want to bother them too much, but yeah. that was the highlight of my day, obviously, since we got blown <laughs> out like yeah, in the worst way possible. So, Nick, what about you, brother? Yeah, man. Um, I wish we were talking after a win. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater looked like Lamar Jackson. Jesus. Like, Jesus Bro. Christ. Like, no one can tackle him. He's making these crazy throws, grabbing his face mask. What are we doing? Who knows, man? I mean, the one takeaway from that game that was positive was Sterling Shepard. He was the best player by far, in my opinion. Like everyone else. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, Shep eight. I think, I mean, I, I know I had been saying it on Twitter, and I think we had talked about it a few times. Like, I think Shep is just primed for a huge year. I mean, he looks yeah. like he put on a good at least eight, 10 pounds of muscle. I mean, he looks like chiseled and large, like all the pictures you see of him, you can tell oh, yeah. um, he looks healthy. He said he feels healthy. It's probably the first time. I don't know, man, at least three years since I watched him run and I was like, he doesn't look slow. Like he just always kind of looked like he, he was losing a step. You know what I mean? Like he yeah, wasn't cutting the same. His quick twitch is back. Yeah. And he's a he gritty guy. He doesn't just look like a slot receiver. No. Yeah. You know, like, like coming he looks out complete. Of- yeah. Yeah, coming out of OU, he was playing well on the outside. And then um, when we traded off Odell, they kind of just stuck him in the slot, kind of like full time. I don't know if that, like, you know, I don't know if that's exactly what they did, but all his production was in the slot. Well, he like, would play outside. He just, yeah, he, yeah. He, like, he couldn't really, he couldn't win. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Yes. Because so, Golden Tate is a complimentary receiver. And it just, it, for years, we didn't really have the type of weapons around him that mattered. You know, now you bring in Kenny Galladay. Obviously, Kyle Rudolph is a bigger tight end that's more reliable. No, we're going to get into Kenny G. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I'll just kick us off if you guys are cool with that. Um, yeah, Johnny has a little uh, rant. <laughs> I mean, I, like, obviously I'm, I'm freaking furious, right? Like I wrote the article this week about Daniel Jones. If you guys didn't read it, check it out. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in, in the kid's talent. You know, I always believe if you have talent and you have the work that work ethic to put in the time to learn the game, to master your craft and to grow, those two things combined often end in the results that, you know, you see in great players. And I'm not saying that Daniel Jones is going to be a, uh, you know, in history, you're going to look back and he's going to be a five-time Super Bowl champion. But I do think he's the type of quarterback that you can win games with. And he's the type of quarterback that obviously with the right surrounding cast can can do things to, to lead you to, you know, those deep playoff runs. My frustration has become since last season, you know, I'm, I'll be 30 years old this year. 
I looked at this team and I said, Jason Garrett and the right side of the line were the two biggest issues. I saw that. I'm not a savant. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I am not this great football mind. But if I can see it and they can't see it, that's a freaking problem. We came into the season and that's exactly what we saw. Now I get we didn't play a lot of those games in preseason with any of our weapons. We didn't have Jason Garrett really calling the plays that we were going to see in the regular season. But at the same time, it's like, what the hell are we doing when it's third and fourth down and you're throwing these these routes that just there's no chance to win with when you have, you know, the ball on the five yard line, you get a fumble recovered from the defense. They finally win something and the offense calls three quick plays, a quick three and out. The, the play calling is not giving the offense the opportunity to win. And you're seeing a player like Daniel Jones, who's not perfect, put in a situation where every offensive drive has to be perfect. And when it's not, because it can't be because no player is perfect. He messes up, he fumbles, he throws an interception, and that's all you talk about. You don't talk about how efficient he was, that he made the right reads, that he was quick to get rid of the ball. You can't talk about the fact that the offensive line was actually pretty decent outside of Solder and Pert, and now you're in a situation where all you're talking about is that Daniel Jones just turns the ball over a lot. Yes, he does turn the ball over, but at the same time, if that offense was explosive and they were utilizing Kenny Galladay and not targeting him only once until the fourth quarter, then you might see an offense that's actually going to have a type of explosive plays where they can compensate for one fumble. He didn't throw an interception. Yeah, there was one. I think there was two plays. He threw two passes that were kind of like, eh. There was even the one he threw to Kenny G in the fourth where like he took it away from the defender. I mean, you're watching him play and it's like he's oh ripping God. the ball out of the air. Yeah. Like I remember that. I was like, no one else is making that catch the way that Kenny Galladay came back to it, like grabbed it from I've, who was on a not certain, right? No, it was uh, fuller. I think, or Darby, Darby, so Darby. He literally just came in and like, we haven't had ripped it away. do that since Hakeem Nicks. Yeah, bro. Like he bullies guys. I mean, it, it, like I said, I wrote an article this week, you know, if you guys haven't checked it out, it, it talked about Kenny Galladay and him being since 2017 PFF's top rated contested catch wide receiver you go out and spend 72 effing million dollars on a player and you don't use him he gets one target into the fourth quarter like that's a fireable offense man like saquon barkley is not a north south runner he's not a guy you just don't dive into the line like there wasn't a lot of holes in general but that's just not what he does and he you did know, look a little tentative but like come the fuck on man like use him you know um in his in his rookie season I forgot if it was against the Lions or maybe that was his second year because Darius Slain caught two touchdowns that game. Mm -hmm. So um, against the Lions, he had a really nice reception where he ran like a Texas route, right? Yeah. And then he, he was about to split the safety in the DB and then he stumbled over himself, you know, kind of whatever. Would have been a touchdown, you know. Um, and then he had the other play where, you know, we had a pass play. He, uh, he chipped the DN. He went out to the flat. Danny dumped it off, uh, juked one guy out, stiff-armed one guy into the ground. You guys know that play, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about. Like, the, I, I get that he's coming off the injury, but he should be used like Saquon. I mean, uh, he should be used like Christian McCaffrey. He should be used like Dalvin Cook. He should be used like Alvin Kamara. But the thing is, we have a 1980s dinosaur running halfback dive every first down. It's the two thousand. It's the two thousand four North Turner offense, dude. Like it's 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 so outdated. It was funny today. I think it was today or yesterday. Uh, Mage had tweeted out about Daniel Jones and and how when he, I think it was yeah, he talked about how when he was playing for the Giants when he first got drafted and he came in that Buccaneers game and he won that game. 
And I know we, they missed a field goal, whatever, but that Daniel Jones isn't the same guy anymore. He's very obedient. And, and Maj said it perfectly. He listens too much to the coaches. He's not looking to make an improvisation every play where like the play breaks down. His first read isn't there. His second read isn't there. He bails out of the pocket. He rolls out and he's looking down the field. That's what he was doing in that rookie season with Pat Shermer. He was feeling out the offense consistently, always looking down the field to make a bread, make a play. And I don't know, man, it, it's really, really frustrating when you watch him play. Cause it, it feels like he's playing scared. He's playing to not mess up versus to actually like make a play. Well, dude, and then yeah, he's scared shitless. Yeah. Would be. He's and then the offensive scheme the is the same way. Sucks. He's got a coordinator that doesn't know left from right. He's got, if you yeah. had Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams on that team, it would look like us, our offense still because it, it's, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's not the player. Like, okay. Yes. The players aren't like obviously doing very well, but they're not being given the chance. They're not being given the play calls, not being given the O-line. It's just Dude, bullshit. Though. Darius Slayton should be like our fifth option. Why was he getting tar- peppered targets and he's dropping the ball? It wasn't like he was like catching the passes either. It's like, dude, it should be Saquon and Galladay. And then after that, it's Shep. That's your third option right there. After that, it's like just looking for the open guy. And then another thing. I've, I beat the drum for Rashawn Slater, dude. I wanted him so freaking bad. I, I literally said him and Devontae Smith made the most sense. If he was gone, only if he's gone, you take Devontae Smith because I think he was going to be an all-world talent coming out. I know you guys don't agree on him. I think his release off the line makes him elite. He's a great pass catcher. But the problem is Rashawn Slater falls to us. We trade back, and then you take Kadarius Tony, Dude, he played two snaps. How do you justify that? And they were so designed for him to the point where the defense knew Kadarius Tony was getting the ball. And it's like, so you passed on a, on a, on a tackle that looks incredible, by the way. Like, all I'm seeing on my timeline is Rashawn Slater, Rashawn Slater, Rashawn Slater, and I'm sick to my stomach. And then on top of it, he could play guard, he could play tackle, he could play whatever you need. And Andrew, and Andrew Thomas and him, you, you give yourself two tackles in your set. You know, I, and I don't know. Maybe he can't play right tackle, so maybe they thought about it as, like, we got our guy. We don't want to put him in left guard. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking is, again, I'm not an expert. All I am is a guy that watches a team, and I feel like I consistently see things, and then they don't happen, and they should have. You know, and I don't think Tony's going to be a bust. I think people keep saying that, and they're running and doing victory laps. I think he can be a good player. The problem is it's the first week of the season, and you don't know how to use him. Yeah, you had a, like regardless of whether he was in camp or not, you know, healthy or COVID issue, whatever, you know, you, you should know your damn player, bro. You scouted him. You took him over. Who did he take? Listening uh, to me, Rondell Moore. Rondell, Elijah Moore, Terrace Marshall, um, you know, Diami Brown. I think Kadarius. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. Yes, I forgot Bateman. about him. My dude, that's a lot of good a, names. There was another guy. There was another guy who he went over, wasn't there? I'm sure that I mean he went over a ton of guys. I mean the only guys that went ahead of him was Waddle, Smith, and and um and Chase. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, listen, I get it. You know what I mean? They drafted him for his ceiling. They drafted him to utilize him as a, as a specific player. I understand that. And again, I'm not trying to be negative about it. It's the fact that Jason Garrett has consistently put Daniel Jones in a position to make him look worse. And all I hear people saying is Daniel Jones a turnover machine. He sucks. He can't read a defense. Yeah, he does lock onto his first target. That's his biggest issue. If you want, if you want to talk about like what his problem is, it's he looks at a player and he watches him and locks him down. But why the fuck has Jason Garrett not told him and worked with him on that specifically? Fuck making mistakes, man. I can live with a two turnover game if he throws two interceptions, but we're airing it out fucking every other drive where he's taking deep shots. He's consistently looking down the field. I mean, 
like I think his yards per target or yards per catch or yards per whatever it is, I think it was like 17. So he was throwing the ball deep. But like at the same time, what are we doing here? Was that skewed by Sterling Shepard's touchdown? I, like I don't know. I mean, or was it just the fourth the fourth quarter the garbage throws to Kenny Galladay? I mean, do you guys know? Yeah, it was a lot of that fourth quarter stuff. I mean, uh, something else I want to touch on is like, yeah. yeah, obviously the turnovers is like, you know, the most blatant issue, but it's just the way that it happens. Like, it's not like it's, oh, first quarter, we lose a fumble. It's like, oh, you're in the, what was it? Fourth quarter driving. Yeah. What are we down, down one or two scores at that point? And we're in the red zone and you give the ball while you dive. Like it just terrible. It's, it's just dive slide two yards earlier still pick up yards, still have the ball, still have a chance. He just tries to do too much for such a small reward. Like, what was he going to get an extra two yards from where he could have slid safely? I mean, he turns the ball I, over again. It's I, like, it's got to be embedded in your brain. Yeah. I fuck this up every time. How can I not, how can I, you know, make a team want to pay me millions of dollars to even be a backup quarterback? <laughs> well, I mean, at this it, point, what are you going to want from him? You're going to yeah. want him, oh, we can bring him in and get fumble. Oh yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, I said it to <laughs> shut up, Con. I said it to Con the other day. Like he's trying to overcome the inadequacies yeah, he's playing of hero ball. Yeah, like he's consistently, if he's not getting blocking up front, his play calling is terrible. His play calling isn't terrible. His wide receivers or his weapons aren't working. It's like there's always something, dude. And like finally we had the weapons. The offensive line was crushing it yesterday. They're like, it was, I think it was PFF rated it as the second cleanest pocket he's had in his effing career, dude. And the only deep shot I saw was freaking the offsides call in the beginning of the game. Yeah. And like, dude, we That's didn't even so score on that drive, did we? God. I don't think we scored. No, we punted. We freaking punted. They gave us a free 40 yard play. And then we, like, listen again, guys, we're Giants fans. So, like, this is like super emotional for us and it's hard. And again, if you're not There's Giants 10 fans, 10 years of this bullshit. Yeah. Like, 10 years. Yeah. I mean, I Browns fans. 2016, because that was bullshit. Watch. We got killed. Rockers <laughs> had the Hail Mary. We had lucky wins. The defense wasn't. Odell was taking shit on guys' chests. Like, it just, it was what it was. You know what I mean? Like, it's this a different time zone. uncensored version of Dynasty Dogs where we're yeah. pissed about yeah, the Giants. Sure. So, yeah. Again, guys, if you're not Giants fans, you won't enjoy this. <laughs> you're offended and get out of this. Yo, um, just because I was there on Sunday, I got a lot of shit to say. Yeah, go. So, so you guys mind giving me the floor for like two, three minutes, right? No, bro, please take it, take it. I've had so, so let me tell. So this was the first time that my girlfriend saw any football game, whether it's fucking Pop Warner, um, high school, college, NFL, whatever. You know, she comes over my house on Sundays and she'll like do homework and shit. You know, while I'm watching the games, she never pays attention. First time she ever paid attention, right? So I'm breaking down the game with her, you know, like, okay, this is a first down. To get a first down, you have to get 10 yards. You have four chances to get a first down. Usually on fourth down, you punt the ball, right? All that all that basic stuff. So then the Broncos had like, what was it, like fourth and six from the goal line. And she goes to me, wait, it's fourth down. They're not going to punt the ball. And I'm like, well, you know, like, you know, it's, it's like fourth and like three or something like that. And, you know, they want, they want to, they want to score a touchdown going into halftime. And then she's like, why don't the giants do that? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's because our offensive coordinator doesn't have a pair of balls. Like he does there in his mouth. It's Jerry Jones. (laughs) 
That's <laughs> John Mayer, man. Let's and like <clears throat> we can kind of shift a little bit. Like I think we can all agree, you know, as a whole, like this team, like we all are really invested, you know, from a fantasy perspective. Like the Giants offense should be a gold mine. I I said it. Like Daniel Jones can run. He's mobile. His two greatest Take skills. One passes. Yeah, yeah. Saquon pa- catches passes. Kenny Galladay is a contest- contested catch king. Sterling Shepard's a PPR monster. Evan Ingram should be a mismatch nightmare. We don't know how to use him. Um, Slayton's a great deep threat. Like, we have the pieces, right? John Ross is going to come back off IR. He's a speedster. He should be able to beat the defense deep. He'll be hurt again in a couple weeks, but still, we'll get, like, a game or two or, like, a couple plays with him. Like, point being, like, we got these pieces, right? And, like, we don't know how to utilize them. You know what it's going to be? He'll catch a ball at, like, the five-yard line, get tackled, and then from there, we'll we'll have a one-yard run on first down, one-yard run second down, fade to Kenny G in the end zone, whether he catches it or not, you know, up to him. No, we're doing a running back wheel route. Thing. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be a Kadarius Tony like fake real wheel route pitch to like Slayton, and it'll be like a oh, nine yeah. yard loss, and we'll end yeah. up being out of field goal. Like it's just stupid stuff. Dude. Is gonna fumble the handoff. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like you're talking you got... a little bit too much about Dana from like Nick. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry, but okay. One thing I wanted to touch on that <laughs> does not talk about Daniel Jones. Nick hates Actually, Daniel. On the defense. That moment. It was sometime in the second quarter to halftime to like halfway through the third. The Giants' offense wasn't on the field. You can't blame Daniel Jones. He's sitting there for over an hour. Dude, an hour. I think it was it was like fifty four minutes altogether. Stupid. You can't have that happen. The defense has to be better because, to be honest, we knew the offense was a lot of question marks. But we well we were almost certain of at least I was we is that this defense every is going to be on defense besides and we added and we added Aziz a it had a top five yeah. potential and it still does it's week one but you can't have him sitting there on his ass thinking of what he's going to do next for an hour you just no offense can do that it's it shouldn't be that way and it's just embarrassing like it really is um oh, I was, one th- Go ahead. Oh, go go ahead. No, oh, no, you go, you go, you go. I was just going to say, following back, like the, the biggest thing that I think really frustrates me is when JoJo's came over to the Giants, he had that speech, you know, that I watched probably a hundred times because I was just so motivated by the fact that like this dude sounded like he knew what he was talking about. And like, I still do believe in Joe Judge as a coach. I still do think he's going to be around for a while. I still do firmly believe that regardless of what happens this year, he has at least another season as the Giants coach because I do think he gets it. I do think he understands the players. I do think he's raising up a good culture. And I do think that we can win with him. And he's a very hard-nosed coach. The problem is he spoke about round pegs, square holes, and or square pegs, round holes, whatever it was. The thing that frustrates me is Daniel Jones' two greatest skill sets. He's very mobile. And he has a good deep ball. We don't use either of those things. Daniel Jones should have designed runs. He should have the ability to. We get a fucking QB draw for once. Like for, I think there was one play actually where there was one, but like, like let's fake a handoff and like give him an option. If like, you know, he wants to hand it off. He wants to pass it. What he wants to do. Like let Daniel Jones make the decision. I'm okay. If he fumbles, I'm okay. If he throws an interception, just give me some creativity where the kid can make some options for himself, where if he makes that mistake, he can learn from it versus you telling him, Hey, do this. And he does exactly that. And then the play breaks down and he's like, well, shit, he didn't tell me what to do next. 
And it's like, that's what it feels like. And I know he's not a stupid kid because I saw it his freshman year. When he came out, he was capable of doing that. When the play would break down, he'd scramble, he'd move around, he'd run around. But he's so focused on these things he's being told, it's like he doesn't have the capability to unlock any sort of like next level creativity. And they're not giving him any because again, we're not, we're not using him as a mobile threat and they're not throwing it deep enough. And it's just, it's infuriating, man. Again, you brought in Kenny Galladay, like, I do believe this offense by midseason will get clicking to some extent because there's just too many weapons and too many options. And if the offensive line can block, but I got to be honest, man, I think if Jason Garrett sticks around, like it's going to cost people their jobs. Yeah. So like we were talking about a little bit last night, Johnny, where on um, how, you know, the wheels can fall off really quick for this team. And I just want to, I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So, well, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. Um, the schedule is going to be tough. The wheels can oh, fall it's gonna off. Be, it's impossible, dude. It's it's just nightmare fuel, so, honestly. So we know that obviously we're zero one. Now we also know that we play the Reds. Uh, not the, excuse me, the Washington football team this week. So they don't have Fitzpatrick anymore. He's pretty much done for the season. He's forty years old, and he just had a hip sublimate sublimate. He hurt his hip. <laughs> playing against Heineken. Yeah, Get playing against Heineken. Taylor Heineke. Um, this is a must win, and into week two, but I don't care. I'm calling it a must win. Mm-hmm. If you lose this game, you're going. Uh, you're playing at uh, Atlanta's coming to MetLife actually, but we're still going to be zero two going against them. They're not a bad team, you know. They're probably below average, but they're not so a team that you can sleep on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then after Atlanta, you play the Saints. The Cowboys, the Rams, the Panthers, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Bears football team again. There is no guarantee on this schedule for the rest of the season, probably until week 16 against the Bears. And even then, that's probably not a a guarantee because Justin Fields is going to be playing by then. So, yeah, it's this. This can get really, 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 really bad. I mean, you want me to, if you want me to be honest, dude, I kind of wanted to like this because this is my worry, right? If it doesn't get bad quick, like we don't go down 0-2, the feet to the fire because Mara is so emotional. Like he sees the fans freaking out and he's like, oh, no, what do I got to do? Like, what's going to make it? Fans were, all the Giants fans left and there was a decent amount of Broncos fans and they were chanting, let's go Broncos on the field after Von Miller got his first sack back from uh, that injury last year that he didn't play the whole season. I think he tore what did he tear his ACL or Achilles or something? Um, I, I it was a broken ankle, I think. I'm not 100 okay. percent sure, but he Nikki, missed the Nikki, look it up real quick. Yeah, he, so he missed the season, and shout out to every Broncos fan who was there because they were really nice people. Um, yeah. Bronco fan, Bronco fans are great, man. I mean, they have a great, they have a great team, great organization. They're idiots for passing on Justin Fields, but like, they're, <laughs> no, they like really are like just because like their defense they is just need be very it. scary. Yeah. yeah, it is. But like you could have had Justin Fields and like you would have just been set like that would have been the end. Like you pass on Justin Fields to start Teddy Bridgewater. We talked about that. Like it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But regardless, yeah, like it it it, it should get bad quick because that's the only way Jason Garrett's going to tear. Great. OK. Three. So, OK. Yeah, half of the year. I mean, it, it, because here's the problem, right? Jason Garrett's a really nice guy. And like it just keeps him around. And like you want to feel bad for him because you're like, oh, he's so great. Look bad, bro. Like, dude, I want to win games, bro. I don't care. Like, be a nice guy he somewhere paid else. To clap. He gets paid to like really make us bad. Like, I'm like, I'm seriously looking at this team and I'm like, yo, like, 
do people not realize like if we have another bad season like we're gonna have to like they're gonna start over like literally like they're gonna rip it down like yeah. bro that's not good like we have no money it's like so old i'm so, so sick of it yeah so, so i want to win i know yeah. bro i tweeted bro, that out I know. how like i'm sick of the tanking but um i mean we have so, two first which is great but yeah go ahead bro so I'm, I'm gonna get into two things one um we had a play that i talked to you about johnny where um it was i think it was third down so we had rudolph in the game we had somebody else in the slot i mean uh split out wide next to him i forgot who it was and then somebody out wide again um so rudolph runs a hitch route you know right to the sticks turns around sits all that um dude next to him same thing like not even not like you know they're they're on the same plane just you know nobody's further down the field nobody's a little bit more in they ran the same route to the same level of uh you know to get the first down and then another six yards away from him, the outside receiver ran the same fucking stick route, bro. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, is this is this Pop Warner where yeah. you, you don't know to say anything besides, all right, go to the marker and then turn around and somebody's going to throw the ball to you. Like, that is so fucking elementary. It Like, you don't even run that in high school. They know what a fucking post route is in high school. It's mind-boggling, and and for John Mara to sit up in his fucking suite and to watch his seventy-two million dollars in Kenny G just fucking tossing that money into the furnace, one target until the fucking fourth quarter, unbelievable, bro. You're seeing Pat Shermer, who you fired, scheme up seven targets, and I think it was six catches for seventy yards for Jerry Judy, just, just torching, just torching the you. defense, who you sunk like. Hundred million dollars in total contract money into over the last two years. Yeah. How, how do you not make a change, bro? It's it's so it's so embarrassing that this man says that he he cares about you know um, bringing Giants pride and all this culture BS, bro. Fire the guy who was the issue in the room. Yeah, we talked you know about what? how the what happened. No, no, I was gonna say like you know how last year. Um, I agree, bro. Our O line coach, I can't remember his name. The old Dallas Columbo. guy. Yeah, Girl. it was Columbo, yeah, the yeah. guy from the Cowboys. And so they remember how Joe Judge came fight. in and said, "You aren't doing this right. I'll take it over my damn self, and I'll hire someone else." Yes, bro. We need that because yeah. you got someone that doesn't even know. There's like he's the most vanilla person you've ever seen. Like it's the worst offense. It's literally just like, up oh, here comes a punt. Let's hope the defense can get a pick six and score for us. Like, how do you score seven points in today's NFL? Again, it's like, yeah, it's a good defense. But the scoreboard says 13, but we all know it wasn't 13, bro. That that garbage. I counted as seven. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah, bro. That's why when people say we score their team, I'm like, nah, bro. Like, yeah, like, cool. Like, Danny, like, if you have fantasy, you, like, I have Daniel Jones on a couple of rosters. Like, cool. Yeah, he scored some extra points. It helped me in my league. Like, dude, I don't care. Like, when it comes down to it, like, I just want to see that team win. And when you have an opportunity to go out there and make a statement week one, right after 9-11, fans finally back in the stadium. Justin Pennick from Talking Giants, if you guys haven't checked them out, again, this is kind of a, a sidebar for our regular pod, but really great Giants content. Uh, Bobby Skinner does amazing breakdowns for offensive line. They're just they're just awesome people in general. But uh, Justin Pennick put out a video, and he was talking about how this game meant so much to people more than, than what – I think some games will ever mean just because it's like after COVID, like 
this is the first time you're going to a game. You may have lost someone special to you. You may have lost someone personal in your life. You may have just experienced loss in general with your business, with your family going through a tough time. Um, You know, you obviously are seeing so many changes in the world. This game was very impactful in the sense that 9-11, yeah, 9-11, like I, like I have family that were firefighters. Like it's just, there was so much emotion wrapped up in this and there's so much expectation in this team, right. Coming into this year, you're like, yo, like this is the year we're going to see this team really do something. Logan Ryan's talking about like, we're tired of losing. You're tired of losing. We're going to bring you something you're proud of. Joe judge, you pay your hard on money. We're going to punch him in the mouth for 60 minutes. And they come out there and look like dog shit, dude. They got punched in their fucking mouth. And it never stopped, man. And it was just like off kneecaps instead. (laughs) I mean, dude, at the end of the day, like whatever it takes, like to have a good team, like I'm okay. We lost the game. I'm not okay with how we lost it. I'm not okay that they didn't go out there and really fight. It looked like, I mean, defensively, like the underneath route was open every single time. If it wasn't KJ Hamler, it was Tim Patrick. No, I mean, they're still killing us since Jason Witten in 1984. Fucking bro, you can't cover a tight end. What are we gonna do against Kyle Pitts? Bro, then? I'm totally fine if no oh fan burns us because he's an unbelievable talent. No, me but too. But it's everyone. Albert O. Albert O. is out there just eating on us, bro. Bro, Albert Okoyabunam is is just feasting. Yeah, bro. It, it doesn't giving, make sense. He's Albert giving us the business, bro. <laughs> and 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 next year, Leonard Williams, twenty six and a half, uh, twenty six and a half million dollar cap it. He played well on Sunday, so I'm not going to rag on him. He did. Much. He had a ton of pressures. He had some tackle for loss. I mean, listen, I get it. Financially, we're strapped, and that's why this season, Mayor is tired of losing. Well, then do what's that. Look in the freaking mirror, dude. Like, your defense that you just paid all that money for, they were dog shit. So, like, Patrick Graham, he'll fix that. I'm really not worried about the defense at all. I'm just saying, in general, like, they look bad. And, like, Patrick Graham will be the first person to say that. So, that's okay. Offensively, they're broken. Fundamentally, systematically, like everything about that offense does not work. And you it's know, on Jason Garrett. Yes. But really, it's an indictment on Joe Judge at this point because you allowed him to not only come back, you're allowing this to still go on. And you let the whole offseason happen knowing this was the offense he was going to run. You're involved in everything. You've said it. I'm involved with the offensive line. I fired Colombo. I took it over. And that offensive line got better as the year went on. We can all say that. Yeah. There was periods of time where they were one of the top rushing deep offenses. I think that stretch where we beat the Seahawks, we were like top yeah. five or six for like four or five weeks. Like they, they really did make strides last year. Andrew Thomas bowled out yesterday. No one's talking about it. Dude stepped up and said, I'm putting my dick on the table. Everybody was talking about how I suck. Guess what? I'm going to hold my own. He gave up, I think, two pressures, and that was it. Like, he had a good game, like, good, clean game. That's what you want to see from your franchise left tackle. He may not be the best ever, but he will be someone that's very good, and he can be a long-term solution there. That's awesome to see. But at the end of the day, dude, you're not going to have a team that is going to go out there with all this money invested and win with a guy like Jason Garrett. He's going to destroy everything that you're trying to build. And at the end of the day, dude, it's on Gettleman, it's on Mara, it's on Judge, it's on all of them. Like, if, if he's still here in three to four weeks, I'm sorry, man. Don't I don't know what I don't, to say. Yeah, I and, and I don't want to be winning with him because I don't want him to be the solution long-term because yes. he's yes. not. Because we're just going to be getting lucky at that. It's like Daniel Jones is just going to be figuring it out. Maybe the talent outwins the play calling. I don't know, but, like, Jason Garrett has to go, man. And that's why I'm saying, like, I don't want to lose, but I just want them gone, whatever that takes. And, like, I don't want to see more losses. Like, Washington, dude, I want them to lose. But we're playing Taylor Heineke. Like, if we if we lose to that game, bro, clean house. Like, Garrett's gone. Like, fire Chris Mara. Like, he it sucks. Won't they won't, nah. won't be gone. No, nah, they won't. This isn't us trying to bitch. 
It's not us trying to be negative. Like we don't like being negative. All right. This is we're very optimistic about this team. <laughs> for year after year after year. I get hype every offseason. Oh, we could be good this year. Oh, and then we come out, we take a shit. I don't think we've won week one in how long? You know, we haven't have been, been over five hundred at any point in the season for the last four years. Wow. When's the last time we started one and zero? Because I remember losing week one like every single year. Was it was it twenty sixteen? I'm not even sure. It's been like it's been five years. That's imagine Christ. every year you go into you know the week Texans one, are fucking one and zero, bro, and you lose it, and you lose bro. it, and like Unreal. we just want winning. We want we don't want Jason Garrett. We don't want him. We want him punted. Ship him out, <laughs> get him out of here, take first class flight, never come back. Go flight. back to fucking Dallas, bro. We'll have Jerry pick you up in his <laughs> private jet. In all seriousness, guys, let's reel it back in. I mean, I, I think we all know at the end of the day, this is an offense that has potential. This is a defense that could be elite. Um, they were, I think, number nine last year in pretty much every category, and they had the ability to really put teams on their back early and, and keep them there, and, and they, they kept us in games. Um, but in the end, it's going to boil down to coaching. Um, cause we have the pieces now, now you can't complain about, well, we don't have the weapons. We don't have the assets. I mean, the offensive line looked good yesterday. So you really can't complain about that. If, if they can have those type of blocking grades throughout the season, run blocking wasn't as great. I think they were 13th out of 30th, um, from what I saw from PFF. Um, some of the guys shared that in one of our group chats and, and seeing that it's like, okay, so the run blocking was decent. The pass blocking was the second best graded from PFF that Daniel Jones has ever seen um, clean pocket wise. So what are we doing? Like, like, why are we not scoring points? Why are we not taking shots down the field? Why is Saquon Barkley running North and South every play driving into the pile? Dude, he just had reconstructive surgery. Like let's this guy, let this guy get in the open field and feel clean. Like instead of having nine bodies on top of him and one goes the wrong way. And guess what? Same situation, dude. Like just give the guy an opportunity to win. So Ingram's out. I don't know if he'll be out this week as well. Um, it sucks to say, but like not having Ingram is pretty bad because Kyle Rudolph does not look good. And they're not utilizing Caden Smith as a tight end. So, I mean, him and Danny have a connection. Passes without him. Yeah. Kyle Rudolph is a good player, but when you have him as, I don't want to say a focal point, but, you know, he's not a dynamic player. Everybody and their mom knows that. So... Yeah. What? He's a great red zone target. I mean, he is. You know, so when when you have Kyle Rudolph pretty much as, like, your number – your 2A, maybe, you know, 3 in the – I mean, uh, your 2B or 3 in the offense after Galladay and Shep, like – Barkley. Was, what happened? And Barkley. But but he didn't have a target. Yeah. So, he, so he, uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's the fucking zero right now. Which is, which is again, it's another Mind indictment Barkley. on the, it's another yes. indictment on that offense, bro. Like Barkley should have at minimum six targets a game. I know he had three targets yesterday, but he had one reception for one yard. Like, like, come on, dude. Like the guy should be getting five, six targets a game. He should yeah, be I getting think they 15. count the targets is when he throws it in the dirt, like two yards <laughs> from Saquon. I'm serious. I'm really serious. Like, I'm not even kidding. Um, la- okay. Last thing. And then we can wrap it up. Um, so I have. Um, Spotrack pulled up because I wanted to see the Giants cap situation, all that good stuff with draft picks, all that. So we know we have two first next year. We have two, two thirds. thirds. Yeah. Yes. Um, but so with three million dollars, 
I I want you guys to tell me, you know, where you see internal improvement on this team. Leonard Williams, 26 and a half mil. Kenny G, 21. James Bradbury, 20. Nate Solder is 18, but they're probably going to cut him. I don't know what the dead cap. It's $4 million cap. Yeah, he's getting cut, bro. How do you make um, it this year? They, they restructured for like $3 million this year. Yeah, it, yeah they restructured him, him for $4 million, So basically... It was as like if they cut him, he was gonna have a four million dollar penalty anyway. So they said, "All right, f that. We're just gonna keep Might him as on the well roster." Have him. Yeah, yeah, he's an extra body. Um, Odori Jackson is fifteen and a half million. Blake Martinez is fourteen million. Sterling Shepard is twelve and a half million. I- I'm totally fine with that. Logan yeah. Ryan is twelve million. Andrew Thomas is nine million. Daniel Jones is eight million. Kyle Rudolph is seven point two million dollars next year. You can and you see, gotta, you can- and next year you gotta ch- you gotta decide if you're gonna pay Peppers. You're gonna pay Barkley. Yep. You're gonna pay. Um, after that, after that year, it's uh, Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence. Yep. So just Dexter Lawrence. Um, <laughs> the point. I mean, to answer your question, Con, like, like I said, it, it all boils down to coaching. If they can actually take a real look in the mirror, because listen, I, I still believe in Joe Judge. So if I'm able to look at this from a very objective place i obviously know jason garrett's going to be calling the game on on thursday if we have another game like we did i would hope he's going to go to john and he's going to go to dave and he's going to say listen jason's a great guy he cannot be calling plays for this team because we're not going to win you know what i don't i don't want joe judge to go and say that to john mara i want john fucking mara to come out of his office for once and be like jason garrett you suck <laughs> you're you're ruining you're ruining this entire franchise's season. You have Kenny Galladay, you have Saquon Barkley, you have Evan Ingram, you have Sterling Shepard, etc., etc., etc. And you give me 13 points against the Denver Broncos. You seven. give me X amount of points. Yeah, seven. You Don't give, give him X that extra six. Of, yep. No, hell no. That's doubling the amount of points he actually got us. Yeah. Um, you give me X amount of points against the football team. Hell no. You're out of here. Yeah. Like that just is, that has to be what what happens, and if it doesn't happen, I was gonna ask you guys one word to describe this franchise right now and that game we just saw. This was gonna be my word, but if that doesn't happen, spineless, garbage, no no urgency in this franchise to actually put a winning product on the field. Spineless is what it is, and it's a franchise that's stuck in its way, hasn't yeah. gotten their head out of their bum. I can't. I don't know. Hasn't gotten their head out of their fucking ass for ten years, and I'm just so over it. I can't take my fucking girlfriend out to a game and enjoy what we're putting on the field. She yeah. asked me why the other team is so open. Like it. It. it it's. It's. Un, it's unbelievable how disappointing it is. It's unbelievable how the same problem's been here for four years. And once we kind of patch that up, there's another problem here. And yeah. hopefully we patch that up too sometime soon before the season's lost for the fifth year in a row. It's, That's all I got to say. It's funny because my wife got back from, from a trip with her cousin and, and some friends and she got home. And she's like, why are you in such a bad mood? And she just looked at me and she was like, oh, the Giants are on. <laughs> like she didn't even have to ask like are they winning are they losing she just knew and it's like that's what has become the normal for us like she realizes the Giants are on he's in a bad mood like and that's just what this team does to me so I, I guess my word if I'm picking one um, I mean disappointing bro like you're just you know your, your dad looks at you and he's like I'm not mad I'm just disappointed like it hurts right because you're like dang be mad at me like I'm just legit disappointed bro because I'm like yo like this team like really shouldn't be this bad. And like, they just keep on being bad. And like, we pass on Rashawn Slater. That's really bad. Dave Gettleman's supposed to be like the O-line guru. Like 
he's been really bad. Like hog mollies, so yeah. I mean, bro, like what hog mollies? Like real talk. Like I mean, we just continue to miss on everything, bro. Like I just we could have like I said the con today. I was like, yo, you know, we could have had Justin Herbert and Rashawn Slater. Like obviously, I'm just busting shots at that point. O line and D line with these hog mollies. I mean, we should be we should be a team that's like fun to watch. That, that's really where I'm at. So yeah, disappointment would be my word. What about you, Nick? Wait, hold on. Nick. I, before you, um, before you go, I wanted to say, um, damn, what was it? I just all right. Go ahead. It slipped my mind. Okay, so if I had to give one word, <laughs> sorry. Um, I don't know. It's a fucking abomination. It's fucking. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep cursing. I'm just so mad. So we're gonna so put mad. explicit in the title of the video. Yeah, we yeah. will because like, man, I. It's just hard to find words, man. I've just been seeing this. Angry, words. angry. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Nick's angry. Nick's angry. Well, I said abominations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's trash. It is. It is. Oh. Um, wait, Nick. Do you got anything else to say? I was gonna hop in. No, I'm so. Go good. ahead. Let's I'm wrap good. up after this. Yeah. Um. So I was talking with a Washington football team fan in, a, in the Twitter group chat I'm in, and I was telling Four him skins. like, traitor, <laughs> traitor. Um. I was telling him like. You know, Fitzpatrick's out. Curtis Samuel has the growing issue. You know, like, in all honesty, your season's probably over. And then he was like, bro, you're a Giants fan. And I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, yo, you're not wrong. Because whoever loses on Thursday, your season's probably over. I mean, it's tough, right? Because if Washington loses, they're 0-1 already. That puts them at 0-2. Yeah. They got a great defense. But if you don't have Fitzpatrick, like, yeah, it it puts you in a a tough spot because your offense is going to have to, like, really like inch and crawl to wins with a good yeah. defense. So it's, it's a similar situation, bro. Like it really, I mean, obviously I think Daniel Jones is way more capable and better than Taylor Heineke. I mean, God forbid that, you know, like we're comparing those two, um, <laughs> but it's also sucks too. Right. Cause like say, say we go out and we beat the dog shit out of them on Thursday night. What is the narrative going to be? Oh, well the giants just beat a backup quarterback. Yeah. So it's like, I can't even really be that freaking happy about it. Like, well, yeah, know, I'm going to be excited, but it's like, you know, as a fan, win, as a fan, close. as a player, as a fan and as a player, like, you know, nobody nobody can control what the media says about a game. And you no, know, whether, no, whether, they can't. whether it's true or not that we just beat up on a bad quarterback or a team that was playing uninspired, blah, 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 blah. You know, you have a, you have a number one in the W column. Exactly. So yeah. no, um, I agree. And I'm not, I'm not saying that to be like, like, believe me, if we win, I'm going to be hyped and I'm going to talk mad shit to Washington fans. I'm just making the point like. It's just frustrating. So, anyway, guys, this My has thing been is one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Thursday, can you guys help but be like super nervous, which sounds ridiculous, but about Heineke? Because I remember watching the wild against card Tampa, game last right? year against the yeah. Bucks, and he looked yeah. like. Yeah. But that was one game, man. When you don't have tape on a guy, like exactly. think about like rookies that come to win the Super Bowl. Like yeah, but dude, later. we we almost beat we almost beat them. Like we literally came down to like an overtime play. Like, but the playoffs is different football. For <laughs> I mean, I get it, but at the same time, like they looked kind of bad against the Saints too. Like, listen, I'm not giving this kid any credit. So no, Nikki, I'm not. No, I'm not no. giving him credit. Yeah. I'm not giving us credit either right now. From yeah, I'm nervous. I'm nervous too. Yeah, I I'm not saying that Nick, he's great. I understand, like. I understand not wanting to give this team the benefit of any doubt right now. So, I, like, I'm with you, but I'm not with you because it's Taylor Heineke. But at the same time, I don't know what's going to happen with this franchise, man. They they could they could do the yeah. worst, and I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I think that's – we could rant all night, but I think that's that that puts in kind of where we're at, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in to kind of a uh, – 
a side episode about us and our, our woes as Giants fans. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, we will still be recording um, our regular episode this week, um, so tune into that. But again, thank you so much for tuning into Dynasty Dogs. We appreciate it, and we'll see you guys soon. Hey, everybody, and thanks again for joining us for another episode of Dynasty Dogs. As always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we always have fun with you. Make sure you come back and join us next time, and please remember to be on the lookout for us on IG and Twitter at Dynasty Dogs FF, all one word for daily updates and content. This is Johnny P, Nick, and Khan. We'll see you next time.